Welcome to the Dear Rochester Retire Well Podcast with David Pulsini from Six Point Financial Partners. In this podcast, find your path towards a brighter financial future with David as your guide as he helps individuals, educators, and healthcare professionals explore ways they can build wealth while minimizing risk using a multifaceted, comprehensive approach to personal finance. Are you ready to take the first step towards a brighter financial tomorrow? Let's get started. Folks, let's get back to some planning and specifically tax planning. And as an advisor, I get asked pretty frequently about the markets, about specific stocks, and about what to do with money that is invested. I also get a lot of, hey, my friend picked X stock or Uh, My dad's done really well in the markets, which is awesome, right? What I think a lot of people, not everybody, but most people, what they're less familiar with is the tax planning side of money. And what are some things that an advisor can do to help you pay less in taxes now and in the future? And after all, it's not about how much money you make. It's about how much you keep. So today, we are going to talk about some year-end tax planning ideas that can help you now and in the future. And with us, we have Trevor Smith. He's a CPA and licensed financial professional with us. Uh, Trevor is affiliated with Six Point and works closely with one of our partners. And I wanted to make sure to get him on the podcast to share some ideas on what we've talked about. And Trevor definitely knows what he's talking about. So we wanted to bring him on. Trevor, welcome to the show. How are you today? Hey, Dave. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on today. Yeah, you got it. I'm actually excited to talk about taxes, Trevor. I'm sure you don't hear that a lot, but uh, I, I'm no, ready. <laughs> no, yeah, typically, typically not, but yeah, excited to share some uh, share yeah. some tax insights with you. How much can you take out of your current investments and never run out of money? When is the absolute best time to take Social Security? Are you 100% confident in your investment strategy? Are you paying too much in taxes? Why? If something were to happen to you today, what would they find? If you are doubting any of this and would like a second opinion or to review these items, along with many more, feel free to reach out to us. You can visit us at www.sixpointsfp.com or email us at info at sixpointfp.com. Back to the show. So I, I want to get into, we, we have a year-end tax planning checklist. Okay, I want to run through some ideas on that. And we'll get into that, but but first, let's start, Trevor, with how you got into the financial services industry and how you got into tax preparation. Maybe a little bit about the CPA, and then ultimately to where you are now. And I know we could spend three hours giving your life story. We'll try to make this quick for you because I know you're busy. So, yeah, yeah. how you, you get to where you are now? Yeah, so I obtained my my CPA, got all those exams done right as I was finishing up college, which was uh, really, really tough for me. And then went to work for a a regional firm, um, top 50 firm in their tax department, did that for a few years. Eventually went out on my own to start my own individual tax practice and have been doing that ever since and got into the financial services industry shortly after that as well. So you were doing your CPA while you were in college? Yeah, my, my senior year, unfortunately, wasn't a lot of fun, a lot of studying to get those exams done, but I uh, got the letters letters after my name, and it definitely helped get my foot in the door in the door with a, a large local firm here. What What is the hardest part of the CPA process? 
it's it's got to be just the the four tests they're really they're all separate but you have to basically focus on one certain you know um background of the cpa exam and really hone in on that but then right after you finish that you have to hop into the next one you don't and you don't really find out if you pass right away so a lot of balance with studying and you know figuring out hey should i start the next part or did i even pass because the the rates are around 40 50 percent or so passing rates so it's it's tough yeah it sounds a lot like the cfp it was just like i mean it's stuff we do it's just the volume the amount of material you're supposed to know to pass those exams so before you went to college obviously you're you're from the Rochester area what yeah. were you doing before that Did you play sports where you go to high school all that fun stuff yeah i grew up in webster went to webster thomas high school yeah. um played some sports early on in high school but th- that was that was pretty much that played a little bit of basketball football baseball a little bit growing up in athletic cpa there are many of you trevor well the golf right now that's that's the only sport i have going right now is golf for me but that's, well i was gonna say golf yeah you guys and your golf um so, so okay so then you, you did the cpa you started your own tax practice which is amazing that i you know this how many people ask us about do you know a good cpa do you know somebody that can help me on my taxes yeah yeah it's it's tough now there's not a lot of younger professionals going into the tax preparation side of the business. It's a lot of older folks that are retiring and a lot of them are leaving clients high and dry. They're like, I can't even find someone who wants to take on any of the work I had. So it's it's hard to find someone good, young that knows what they're doing to, to work with you. Well, it's funny you say that because the last three episodes of our podcast are about advisors retiring and having probably more advisors actually, and not a lot of them have it than CPAs have a succession plan. And you're totally right because it's a, it's typically a transactional relationship, right? Like you you do my taxes, I pay you a fee for that, and then I talk to you again next year. So one thing that I know you do that folks are in search of as far as taxes go is, it's I'm not saying this is not a commercial for us, but when we meet with somebody afterward, we follow up and we say, hey, we based on our meeting, we had a great talk. Here's the recap. Here are some action items to get you closer to your goals. And here's one, two, and three. We might have 30 things we could do, but let's just make it easy. And let's just pick one, two, or three, depending on the priorities. There are not many CPAs that I have found that say, hey, do this, this, and this, and it will help you on your taxes next year. So, and going forward, right? So, right. yeah, I know that's something you do as part of your tax prep process. So it's uh, very helpful. And, and it's obviously another reason I wanted to have you on. But uh, let's let's get into a year-end planning checklist. And I'll, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to walk through the whole thing. We have, what we do is we want to collect from our clients, if we can, their 1040s or their tax returns, either from their CPAs directly or, or from them. And then we want to take a look at it and analyze, okay? So one of the questions I tell our clients or or prospective clients or the folks out there that are listening to ask is to your advisor, what what do you do with my tax returns once you get them? Okay, so ask your advisor that. What what are you going to do with my tax returns? When your advisor asks for your tax return, what do they do with it, okay? One of the things we do is this, and again, this is what Trevor does, is we have year-end tax planning checklist, which I thought was timely based on the release of this episode. But we've got a list of 20 things. Obviously, there are many more. Uh, tax codes get crazy complicated quickly. But we have just it's just a checklist. And do we need to take action on this? And there are 20 different things 
We don't have time to go through all 20, but if, if you're listening and you want a copy of the year-end tax planning checklist, feel free to shoot me an email or get a hold of us. But we wanted to walk through three of those things, right, Trevor? I think we have time for three. Um, and let's just, let's start with the old, just because we've talked about this so much and I don't feel like we can talk about it enough. Let's talk about, uh, should we convert any money this year? And the checklist literally says Roth IRA conversion up to dollar amount blank. So we can easily fill that in, right? So what is a Roth conversion? And then how do we know how much to convert? And then how do we pay? Tell, tell us all about that. Yeah. So so basically a Roth conversion is taking tax deferred money that you, you deferred the taxes on it, that you're going to pay taxes on in the future when you start withdrawing from the account and converting that into a tax-free bucket, I guess, that in retirement, you can essentially withdraw this money. You don't have to worry about paying taxes or have to worry about any of the implications of raising your income like that in retirement. It would also lower your RMDs. But yeah, so uh, to actually do the the Roth conversion, essentially, you're going to pay the tax on it now, convert it to this tax-free money that's going to grow tax-free, dividends, interest gains, everything is going to be tax-free. It's going to come out tax-free when you retire. Well, how do you how do you choose the dollar amount? So when I meet with somebody, they're like, and they've got, all right, let me give you a situation because you're, you're the CPA person. I have a pension, I have social security, and I've got $900,000 in an old 401k that I moved to a pre-tax IRA. What would we look at to get yeah. Yeah. So you, you'd want to look at the, the tax rate you're in right now. So you could be at like 15, 22%. Basically, you would want to look at what your tax would potentially look like in retirement. And if it makes sense, you know, you have to run the numbers. It's not just a blanket statement. Go ahead and do it. But it could make sense to max out that bracket of money, the 22%. Basically, fill that up with a conversion amount to have that tax-free money to pull on in retirement, especially with the 2017 Tax Cuts and Jobs Act expiring. Tax rates are going to be going up in your future in retirement for sure. I'm sure everybody's heard about the the tax debt ceiling the government has. We keep, you know, $31 trillion, something like that. How are they going to, you know, tax rates are going to be going up in the future. I can I can almost guarantee that. So if you have an ability, you're in a low tax bracket for some reason, you know, you're not working half the year or something like that. It could really make sense to look into, you know, maximizing some kind of bracket and getting, you know, tax-free money for you in retirement. Yeah. And it's obviously very popular. So, so an example that I have of, Roth conversions could be, let's pick somebody that just retired or they retire halfway through the year. Their tax bracket is typically going to be lower. So we could take a large chunk of that money and move it from a pre-tax account to an after-tax account. And then when taxes, I can't say inevitably, we can't say guarantee, Trevor, compliance is going to get us, but uh, you said almost guarantee. You said almost, so we're good. Yeah. But when tax brackets go up at some point in the future, we now have money that we've already paid taxes on in a lower tax bracket. And it's a simple thing that we look at and we'll say, hey, you have $36,412 before you reach the next tax bracket. Does it make sense to convert that? Um, and then Trevor, how did how does let's say we convert $30,000 from a pre-tax IRA to a Roth does all 30,000 go over or are taxes withheld? How do we pay our taxes on that if we're paying those taxes today? Yeah. So 
ideally you would have the money outside of the IRA to pay the tax due on that $30,000 because if you rolled it over and you use that money to pay the tax, one, it's going to lower the conversion amount and potentially there could be a penalty if you're under the age limit to actually make that roll over. Which is 59 and a half. So yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, we have a lot of, I mean, I have many clients that have gone through selling a business or they, they got divorced and for some reason their income is much lower and they might be 48 years old or something. And they, they, want to do it would make sense to do a Roth conversion but unless they have that cash on hand they're going to be paying a 10% penalty for converting what they convert so cash on hand is good and then it's obviously pre-tax to the after-tax and, and we don't even have time to get into this but that affects future social security Trevor mentioned RMDs for the folks that don't know what that is it's required minimum distributions at age 73 and then moving up as we go further into the future you have to take money out of your pre-tax accounts most of our clients don't even want to take money out of their accounts, but they are forced to because the government wants you to pay taxes. So at some age, they're going to say, hey, we figured this out. You need to take X percent out of your pre-tax accounts because we want our tax dollars before you die. And that's the most blunt way to say it, I guess, but it is true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can almost do an entire podcast just on Roth conversions, whether or not they make sense. Um Yeah. Yeah. Also, also the the widow's tax. You know, typically the a spouse will outsurvive the other. When that happens, your tax brackets are cut in half. So, with RMDs coming into play, you could be paying a substantial tax bill at some point in your lifetime. A quick interruption. Six Point Financial Partners is taking on new clients. If you would like to take the next step in planning your future with Dave or the Six Point team please visit them at www.sixpointfp.com to schedule a time or reach out via LinkedIn, Facebook, or simply find us on the internet by searching Six Point Financial Partners. Okay, back to the show. Yeah, so reason number uh, 77 to do a Roth conversion. So uh, let's let's jump into, let's do, uh, and again, I have 20 on here. I'm just picking these. Let's do uh, harvesting losses, Trevor. So bad you're in the market. When we're talking about harvesting losses, what, what does that mean? Yeah, so to harvest losses, basically, you're going to look into opportunities, basically, from a taxable account to harvest losses um, and, you know, stocks or ETFs or something like that, that basically, you'll sell those at a loss, and it can be used to offset any capital gains. And you can also use it up to $3,000 in the year to actually offset, you know, W-2 um income as well on your tax return and save actual tax dollars in the current year. Anything over that $3,000 will get rolled over into the next year. So if you lost $10,000 in the year, you know, you'd have three years to write off $3,000 moving forward. There's also rules to actually make the tax loss harvesting work. You're going to want to be careful about. Uh, you cannot purchase within 30 days of selling for a loss uh, substantially identical or similar stock. So you want to be careful there that you don't kind of goof that up. You also want to be careful with IRAs if you're buying similar stocks inside that where you could actually lose the lose that loss altogether because you you did the tax loss and the harvesting rules for kind of offsetting your IRA. So a lot, lot to watch out for. Yeah, I'll give you one story that I just ran into was a gentleman that we started to work with at the end of last year. Last year, 2022 was a rough year in the markets. He had some after-tax investments. He was able to take some losses. But unknowingly because he hadn't transferred this yet in an IRA at a different place, 
they bought a similar, what is it, substantially similar, whatever the words are, basically the same thing. We sold like an S&P 500 fund and he bought a different S&P 500 fund, even in an IRA and a pre-tax account. And that technically disqualified the loss that we were trying to take. So that's another argument, folks, for pick one advisor, because like if you have multiple people telling you what to do, there's that's almost not trackable going from if I'm talking to firm XYZ about your IRA and firm ABC about your mutual funds, and then we're managing a retirement account like that, there's a lot going on. So <laughs> we, and, uh, that's a good point. You, get, you definitely have to be careful with with the losses, especially if we're using it as, as a strategy you want to make sure everybody's on the same page. So, yeah. So harvesting capital losses typically at the end of the year, although it could be done any time, right? Yeah. Yeah. It could be done at any time. Okay. So yeah, we usually look at ours around our clients. I'll say their stuff around May. And then again in November, because tip for most folks, I know not all of them, but most folks are getting their returns mid-April or the, and, and they're finishing up their taxes. So we like to take a look in May and then plan again for November. Uh, so then it's just part of the system and the process. But all right, let's do you, anything, anything else on those right now? No, no, I should okay. cover, cover that. All right, let's uh, continue with some after-tax stuff. I'm going to pick just because I just had a question about this. I get this a lot from high-income earners that do not qualify for certain things. And I'll let you take it from there. But the the backdoor Roth IRA, it's it it that's a nickname, right? Like that's not the official tax code. <laughs> like what, yeah, yeah, that that's just a nickname, backdoor okay. Roth IRA. So, like you said, Dave, high-income earners don't qualify to make a Roth IRA contribution. And so what they can do is there's there's a, a backdoor is what they call a way to get into it. Essentially, you would make a non-deductible contribution to an IRA and immediately convert that money over to a Roth IRA, which essentially it allows you to get a workaround to have a Roth IRA. And I know we talked about the Roth accounts earlier, that money's going to grow tax-free, come out tax-free. So high-income earners would love to have tax-free money to pull on. Uh, it is, it is, uh, there's a lot of, you know, you got to file a certain tax form with it, form 8606. So you really want to work with people that know what they're doing because it's, it's easy to screw these things up and you could be out money. There could be penalties involved. Yeah. You're so the, 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 the backdoor Roth, another thing that I've seen, I'll let you talk about this is when can you not do a backdoor Roth or when should you not? Or what, what is, what's a mistake you've seen? Yeah, so so one easy mistake that people don't realize is there's a there's a pro rata rule, which means if you have any money in a pre-tax IRA and you go to make the non-deductible contribution and convert it, they're gonna take a pro rata of the amount and make some of it actually taxable. So if you I mean the idea is you do the rollover and you pay no taxes with that, but if you had a pre-tax IRA, either you know you converted a 401k at some point or you had an IRA through contributions. You'd want to be careful that the pro rata rule isn't going to apply to you and kind of screw up your whole your whole thought on getting this tax free money. Yeah. So, and I've had that before, where folks have had two, three, five hundred thousand dollars in an IRA, and they want to do the non deductible or the backdoor Roth, and it it basically defeats the purpose. So, I'll leave it there. There are actually a couple other tax traps that we could save for a different day. But Trevor, if I'm listening to this, and I want to wrap this up, and then we can get this out to people, but what I'm taking away from this is get my tax returns to my financial folks, the advisors. I want them to run it through a checklist. 
If you want to copy that checklist again, let me know. And then like the more you talk about this, if I'm an outside listener, I'm not inside of this all day. It's just like, can someone just do this for me? Like, I don't want to think about this stuff. So what I'm taking away from this is find an advisor that does tax planning, a CPA that actually does tax planning. They've got a process and a system in place. And those are just three of the 20 things. And that's already overwhelming. I would want someone else to take care of this for me. It gets to be a lot. I have a lot of folks, Trevor, that say, I don't think I have enough money to even make this worth their time. I don't even want to ask about this. And one thing I'd say to them is, this is how you get some money to make it worth your time, right? Like it, once you pay your taxes, we're not getting that money back. If we lose some money in the market, hopefully you have some time to gain that money back. But once you make that check out to the IRS or they take your out of your paycheck, they take, take their cut of it, that's gone. You're rarely getting that back, right? I guess there's always an exception, but yeah. So Trevor, let's just end here. How, how do our folks get a hold of you if they have more questions or if your clients have more questions about this? Yeah, Dave, you can find me right on the Six Point website. Uh, I'll be right on there. My email's listed on there to get in contact with me. And I, I agree with what you what you said. Uh, you want to work with you know a financial advisor and a, and a tax preparer who actually are going to do tax planning, run strategies, and actually save you dollars in your pocket. You know, you don't want to end up leaving the IRS a tip. I always want to say. <laughs> I love it. You know, it actually says that right at the top of our checklist. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> You yeah. must pay taxes, but there's no law that says you got to leave a tip. You got to tip them. Right. That's right. So, so folks, uh, we'll end it there. Make it a great day. Thank you, Trevor. Have a good day, man. All right. Thanks, Dave. Nice talking with you. You got it. Thank you for listening to the Dear Rochester Retire Well podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Six Point Financial Partners. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Content here is for illustrative and educational purposes only. It is not legal, tax, or individualized financial advice, nor is it a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold any specific security or engage in any specific trading strategy. Results will vary. Past performance is no indication of future results or success. Market conditions change continuously. This commentary reflects the personal opinions, viewpoints, and analysis of Six Point Financial Partners. It does not necessarily represent those of RFG advisory, private client services, their clients, or their employees. This commentary should not be regarded as a description of advisory services provided by Six Point Financial Partners or RFG advisory or performance returns of any client. The views reflected in the commentary are subject to change at any time without notice. Securities offered by registered representatives of private client services, member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered by investment advisory representatives of RFG Advisory, a registered investment advisor. Private client services, Six Point Financial Partners, and RFG Advisory are unaffiliated entities. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where RFG Advisory and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advisory services may be rendered by RFG Advisory unless a client agreement is in place.